Have you ever dreamed of one day owning your own business, but just don't know where to begin? Then you've tuned into the right show. On All Things Franchising, you will hear from top national franchisers, successful franchisees, attorneys, CPAs, and others who support this fast-growing business model. So grab a cup of coffee and pen and notepad, because you will want to capture the invaluable information you hear on today's show. And now, here is your host, Linda Ballesteros. Hey folks, welcome to All Things Franchising. This is Linda Ballesteros. I am your host today. As I always say at the top of the show, thank you so much for carving some time out of your busy day to spend with me. I'm always honored because, you know, time is that one commodity that you just can't get back. So I'm always honored. Today we're going to be talking about customer service. Recently read an article. The title of the article was The ROI of Great Customer Service. Um, The article went on to say here are a few customer service stats that um, that serve to emphasize just how paramount excellent customer service experiences is. 68% of consumers say they are willing to pay more for products and services from a brand known to offer good customer service. It went on to say for 86%, good customer service turns one-time clients into long-term brand champions. And I think that's all that's what we look for are not just long-term customers, but also brand champions, because they are going to go out and tell other people about you. So that's the discussion today with my guest, Nancy Friedman. Nancy is the founder of the Telephone Doctor Customer Service Training. She's spoken at franchise conferences, and she has spent 40 years helping many franchisees communicate better with their customers. Please help me in welcoming Nancy to the show. Nancy, welcome to the show today. I hear the thunderous, rousing applause. Thank you, thank you. Please sit down, please sit down. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. I well, love you gotta it. do that to make it. <laughs> that was very good. And uh, you, you touched on so many of the uh, telephone doctor topics that, that I'm, I'm excited to be here, obviously. You know, we yeah. will pay more for better service. That is just a, that's a given. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You know, Nancy, what I've noticed is that when someone creates something as unique as the telephone doctor, it kind of makes me think maybe there was an, uh, a situation or an instance that made that person think, oh, there's a need for that. Tell me a little bit about your background and where did Telephone Doctor come from? Well, I am a, what we call a happy accident. Uh, my mm-hmm. husband and I have had five startups, five startups, and I don't need to go through them all, but two were radio stations. Uh, one was an advertising company. One was something that we don't talk about, and then we've got Telephone Doctor. So four of the five were very, very successful, and I was working with my husband, which I've worked for 150, well, not, not that old. Uh, <laughs> we've worked for forever since, since we started 
we've worked forever together. And uh, on a side issue, people say, Nancy, you work with them, you sleep with them, you eat with them, you play, you know, what, how, how do you do it? I mean, it's 24-7 constantly. And Dick was there, and without missing a beat, he said, we didn't know it wouldn't work. So we were, he has an expression that I don't know if I can say, you know, we don't edit anything, but I think it's a fair expression to say it falls to the wall. We just went and did what we had to do. Uh, so I was working with Dick at his, quote, advertising company, which that's a long, too long a story to go into. And one day he said, call Mike at the agency and find out what's going on. So I had to call my insurance agent. Well, I called the insurance agent, and it's I wasn't the telephone doctor. And I called, and I, the girl answered, and I said, I need this in for my name's Nancy Friedman. We're one of your clients. You know, I need this information. She said, well, I knew. Okay, mm-hmm. you're new. Congratulations. Who else? Who else is in the office? Well, Barbara's here. Well, I talked to Barbara. Barbara gets on the phone, repeats the whole situation. She says, "I don't know." Okay, <laughs> Barbara, goodbye. And do you have a third person? I somebody in that office. He's got six people. I know he's. Who else is there? She says, "Susie's here." Well, we talked to Susie. Susie says, "Probably can get it for you, but I don't. I don't have it anyway." I finally said, "Thank you very much." Hung up, and I called the agent the next day. And I said, cancel all my policies. We were one of his largest accounts, business and personal. He said, what the happened? I said, your people stink. Mm-hmm. They stink. He said, what happened? I told him what happened. He said, do me a favor. He said, you're good. You come into the office one day and show these guys what to do. Well, I, without missing a beat, I said, tomorrow. I mean, it was just, it was so <laughs> pathetic. I understand I'm working, I'm working in an advertising company with my husband and, you know, 15 employees. And I, this was not on the schedule for tomorrow, so, so to speak. So I went over there one morning, and they had maybe six, seven ladies sitting around at a table, cookies and donuts, and 9 o'clock, Michael said, well, Nancy's going to speak. Okay, so I stood up in front of those. <laughs> so help me with the right hand to God. I said, we say, in our office, we say, please, we say thank you. And they're writing as fast as they can go. And one was a Hilda, that's a good one. Write that one down. And finally, I just stopped about 20, 30 minutes, and I started to walk out, thank them. And the president, excuse me, of the agency, the insurance agency, said, wait a minute, Nancy, uh, I wanted to thank you. I said, well, you're welcome. He says, no, 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 we really learned some new things. Wow. And uh, I came home and told my husband, he said, don't ever be surprised. You know, nobody's ever shown them. Well, I happened to tell this very same story to the uh, the publisher of a newspaper, one of our clients uh, in the advertising business. He invited me up to do the same thing, come show my guys. And I told my husband, I don't know what to do. It was 20 minutes. He wants an hour program. He said, you can do it. So I did. I sat down and I wrote an hour program from the heart. And I went up to Davenport, Iowa, to the Quad City Times. And uh, he said, yeah, I want the managers of the classified. You know, I want everybody in there trained. So I stood up in an office, I don't remember what it was, but it wasn't a very comfortable place for them or me, and I talked about an hour, and when I was done, the editor of the Quad City Times came up and said, uh, you're very good, he said, uh, I'm going to call you the doctor, I'm going to call you the telephone doctor. And I ran home to Dick and I said, hey, somebody call me the telephone doctor, what will I do? And he said, let's go get it registered, we're going to have some fun. <laughs> I, love I, it. I can make that into an hour story. I tried to keep it short so that you, you got it. the idea. It was a happy accident. Um, you know, you get tired of bad service. And if, if he had invited me in to, to improve himself, I, you and I would not be talking today. Mm-hmm. So we do mm-hmm. have a, a, a nice career of, of that. 
although the customer service part of it, we have two divisions, if I can just tell everybody so that they're mm-hmm. not confused. Uh, we have Nancy programs, which are Zoom now, and we can talk about that later. And then we have an e-learning platform called Service Skills with an S, serviceskills.com. And our kids run that now, my son and my daughter. I have stepped back. I'm, I think I'm now what they call, I'm the pretty face. And then everybody <laughs> else works. Isn't that what they say? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> not that conceitedly. That's just that my, my son says, you're the pretty face. The fact your life enjoy life. <laughs> so I do, I do a lot of Zoom programs. I did get sidelined because of a little case of cancer, so I can't, I'm not able to go to all the big conferences, which I love, the franchise conferences, IFA, yada, yada, yada. But uh, I've, I've accepted what I can do, and I've accepted what I'm not able to do. So that's life. So Nancy, when when you are when you are working with these um, these franchise, do you work with franchisors to present to the their conference where their franchisees come in? Who is who is who can benefit the most from the telephone doctor? You know, nobody has ever asked that question, and it's a very very good one, Linda. The audience, the franchisor is normally the one who calls up and says, hey, we're having a conference in, you know, April, we'd like you to come speak. And, of course, then the audience becomes their franchisees. But it boggles my mind, and I, I hope their franchisor is listening. They, they hire me, they talk to me, they laugh with me, they'll drink with me. And then when the program comes, sometimes the CEOs walk out for a drink or go to lunch, uh-huh. and it, it isn't fair because top-down matters forever, forever. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to throw this story in. It wasn't a franchise story, but it's so important. If hopefully people are listening. Um, I was fortunate enough to have a nice career at WGN Television in Chicago many years ago. And the guy I worked for finally became the CEO of Tribune Broadcasting. So that's a pretty big deal. Anyway, I left, he left, and he's CEO of Tribune, and he called me one day about 10 years ago. He said, I want you to come up. I'm having trouble with the sales department. So I go up, 9 o'clock, I'm at the meeting. He's okay, I'll take you to lunch. I'll see you later. I said, where are you going? He's just got a golf game. I said, sit down. I said, if you're not here, I'm not here. How can you do a program of any sort for your employees Mm. and not be there? And I got that old stare down. He said, okay, I'll call. I said, yeah, do it now. So now, I was very good friends with him, so I could talk to him like that. Mm-hmm. But I, I said, I, I, I don't want to do it without you nodding your head as I talk so they mm-hmm. know this is serious. Mm-hmm. So that wasn't franchise, but that hap- in the franchise industry, well, the Zoom is a different program, but the, most, of, most of the top-level people are on the Zoom programs because it's unique, you know, it's fun, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. So franchises are my audience. They, they answer your question in a very long way. Well, and that's exactly what I was thinking is that franchisors, um, it's not usually one person in franchisor usually um, has a team to support all the franchisees and the franchisees then become their customers. So I would think it would be important for them to, um, to start the, the, um, um, you know, to set the, the bar, so to speak for what they expect from everyone else. With all loving due respect, there are some people, franchising and not, who think they they don't need customer service. They know it all. They've heard it all. How Mm -hmm. can you? 
I mean, right. you, there's something new every day. Yeah, and absolutely. It just boggles my mind when they say, you know, I've heard it all. Because when they come afterwards, they come to me and say, oh, God, that was great. Or, you know, I forgot about that or I didn't know that or I learned something mm-hmm. new. And got it. So. Mm-hmm. so let's talk about oh. some of those tips that you offer and they come to you and say, wow, I'd forgotten about that. What are some of the the bullet points that you feel are so important for the franchisees and those are the ones that they do need to write down very quickly and implement when they leave? What are some things that you find very valuable for franchisees? Well, it, you know, there isn't a, a absolute most and the absolute worst, but being put on hold is the number one frustration of the American public. Mm. And you can call any franchisee and they usually say, hang on a second, I'll be right back. And the one I can't stand is, may I put you on a brief hold? There is no <laughs> such thing as a brief hold. <laughs> there is no such thing. So mm. learning how to put somebody on hold, you know, asking them first, you know, the information you need uh, Linda is in another room. This is going to take me about two or three minutes. Uh, would you like to hold, or do you want me to call you back? Mm-hmm. Now, I've told you several things. I've told you the truth. It's going to take me about two, three minutes to get. I've offered you a choice, mm-hmm. and that's what we deal with. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, just think of the number of times you are put on hold, A, without being asked, B, without being told, you know, how long it's going to be. And sometimes mm-hmm. it is a forever thing. Mm-hmm. And when they come back, they forget to say, Linda, thanks for holding. I have the information right. you need. So they forget mm-hmm. to say, you know, thanks for holding. Now, is that the worst? I don't know. It, it, you know, that's the, that's the one I wrote down that's the most frustrating to me. Mm-hmm. And I guess I take all these from the, the, the hundreds and hundreds of surveys I've done. It's so important to any franchisee. And, of course, training is the big thing. You know, the top down, they, they go to their discovery day, they get awarded a franchise, and they have them uh, how to work your franchise. And they may have some customer service training in there, but it's not a one-time thing. My question is people say, oh, we do customer training. We have it last. We had it last February. And my question always is, Bob, do you brush your teeth every day? <laughs> I don't understand why you put you know a topic that's so valuable, so important, mm-hmm. so critical on a once-a-month deal. I, I don't get it, <clears throat> but you know mm-hmm. the, the public gets it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when, absolutely. When, when you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Nancy, you've been you've certainly been doing this, and you've probably seen um, changes over the years. What are some of the changes that you have seen? Has cell phones, have mobile phones, has that changed the way that you also approach customer service? Well, I believe, yes, life changes and things happen. But what happened 30, 40, 50, 60 years ago, my mother had stories about the same things that we're going through now. Mm-hmm. So very little changes, and she had a wonderful saying, Nancy. There's very little new. <clears throat> excuse me. There's very little new. Just new people doing it. Mm. So that stuck with me for a long. <laughs> I don't forget that when people come up and say, "I got an idea," <clears throat> and you know, you look it up on Google, and it's already there. Mm-hmm. That <laughs> somebody's been there. So you've got to you've got to roll with the punches. I, it's the biggest issue 
with anybody, I believe, is is the the internet. I mean, it came upon us all, and there's people in it. I won't say over a certain age, but there are people that are old school. They just, you know, they want the papers. They don't want to do anything online. So I think that's the biggest change, you know, ordering online. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, it, it, it's frustrating. My husband has a terrible time. He's not that old, but he has a terrible time with online. Why don't you pay your bills online? Oh, I do write a check. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I do all my mm-hmm. stuff online. So mm-hmm. I, I believe that that's an issue. Uh, phones are going to change forever, forever, forever. And now... I don't want to talk about it because I don't know about that much about it, but with this AI, this artificial mm-hmm. intelligence, mm-hmm. that's scary stuff. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. scary stuff. Yeah, yeah. So. Now, I've heard you mention the phrase... Go ahead. Go ahead. I've heard you mention the phrase useless words. What do, What are useless oh, yeah. words? They're phrases that are semi-ridiculous. Uh, here's one. We'll be right with you. And they're not. <laughs> they're, they're just not. Mm-hmm. And this one, here's one for, hey, if you're listening and you're writing any emails, do not start with, hi, Nancy, I know how busy you are. You have no idea what I'm <laughs> <laughs> You have no idea. Yeah. And then people... People call, uh, you know, they end an email with the, after a proposal. Uh, please let me know if you have any questions. No, I'm not going to. I'm, I'm absolutely not going to. No, 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 no. I'm going to just keep them to myself. Now, here comes the biggie. I saved the biggie for last. It's called Four Useless Words. And you've said them. You said them to me. We say that we. I don't say it anymore. Let me explain why it's useless after I tell you what it is. You're walking down the street and you see somebody and you go, well, hi, how are you? And they say, fine, thank you. How are you? And then they walk away. Everybody walks away. Mm-hmm. Nothing happens. Nothing happens. So hi, how are you is a useless phrase. I've asked my staff not to use it anymore. Good to hear your voice. Glad we're talking. Thanks for taking the call. I'm excited to hear your information. I can give you 22 other ways to start a conversation without, hi, how are you? Fine, thank yeah. you. How are you? Good. Okay, let's move on. It's a, what do they call it? My husband, I can't think of the word right now. It's just a, a it's a nothing phrase. It's just a nothing mm-hmm. burger. It mm-hmm. means well, but you can, you know, I saw you in the mall. We go there anymore. Or a conversation, even a conversation started on the phone, Linda. It's out of, you know, you pick up the phone and say, hey, good to hear you. Thanks for having me. This is mm-hmm. great. Mhm. Mhm. So that's, yeah. the, that's the biggest useless phrase that I you know do, of. And uh, and do you think sometimes it's just a habit, and we don't even realize it? Of course it is. Of course it is. Mm-hmm. But how mm-hmm. many habits have we broken before? Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Billy, don't pick your nose. Okay, he stopped finding mm-hmm. when he was twenty-two. I mean, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. It, it takes practice. It takes practice. Uh, we have a program called the Five Forbidden Phrases. And, you know, it's a condition of, of learning and, and, you know, termination if you don't follow them and when you become a telephone doctor. So we have five phrases that we never say. Also, when I used to speak at conferences live, I do miss them, but I'm okay with Zoom. I really am. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I used to say, I want you to check your cell phone. And here are the cell phone phrases. And stop me when I'm going too fast or say too much that are probably on your phone that are useless. The first one, hi, I'm not here right now. Well, that's not a lot of news. I mean, we know you're answering the same answer, so we know you're not there. The second one that's on your phone, I'm sorry I missed your call. Well, you know what? Sometimes we're not. <laughs> Sometimes it's just, <laughs> didn't get her. Okay. Here's the one that bugs me the most, and so many stores have it. So many big, big people have it. Your call is very important to me, us. Mm-hmm. Well, then why aren't you there? Mm-hmm. And the fourth one on the cell phone phrases is, leave your name and number, and I'll call you back as soon as possible. What's wrong with that, Nancy? Everybody's got that. No, everybody doesn't. I don't. My husband doesn't. My kids don't. My staff doesn't. So don't say everybody's got it. Mm-hmm. Well, what's wrong with ASAP? Well, it's not ASAP. It's, it's it, This one means as soon as possible is right, but... Your soon as possible and my soon as possible is different. Mm-hmm. So it's just better to say, go ahead and leave your number, and I will return your call. Mm-hmm. And then most people, don't, most people do not leave what we call an exit plan, and that's it. You know, if you need me in an emergency, if there's an emergency, call my home number, call my mother's number, call myself, call my kid's phone. You leave one other, here's my email. Leave one other way where somebody can get a hold of you. Mm. Phew. And 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 you know, you know, Nancy, I cannot tell you how many times I have called someone and sat through the, sorry, I'm not here right now. Uh, Leave your Mm -hmm. name and number, and I'll give you a call back. And their mailbox is full. Their mailbox is full. So that that, they didn't give me another option. Yeah, they didn't give me another option to contact them. Stupidity of leaving a box email full yep. is beyond. Is beyond. I don't have an yep. answer for you on that. How right. anybody could le- do that? But but it's done. You're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So. You know, you mentioned earlier that you and your husband had been had worked together for many years, and what I see in the franchise industry, especially, is that it's very easy to bring in family members as employees. So um, when, when we're thinking about um, starting a franchise and we think that um, Mr. Plumber, he's going, this is going to be his role. Mrs. Plumber, this is her role. Plumber Junior, he can do this. Um, Plumber Princess, she can do that. And then there's going to be cousins <laughs> and, and other. But you've probably seen those dynamics. How How is that? Uh, how can they get their arms wrapped around this and really make it work? Because you do see some families that make it work and work really well. So what are some of the advice that you could give to families that are wanting to um, work the business together? You know, as an emerging franchise, we franchisor, we were, we had five franchisees, four we let go very quickly and one we kept too long. So we learned a lot in the short three or four years that we were. It, it wasn't for us. Um, we didn't have our kids. Yeah, my son came along with us, yes. Uh, working spouse to spouse, husband to wife, partner to partner, whatever you are, is mm-hmm. not for everybody. 
and they, mm-hmm. most people don't realize it. They think it's fun. No, we'll all work together. It's like Christmas. We'll have a big party. Well, it's not yeah. Christmas every day. <laughs> it, <Yeah. laughs> you know, it's it's work. It's it's you're not going to there. It's what are the boundaries? I couldn't think of the word. It's boundaries, which you don't have in your house. In the house, you can walk into any room, do what you want. But in the office, there are boundaries. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know how others do it. I, you know, talked to a few family-owned businesses, and most of them were very lucky. But you and I both know franchisors that didn't make it because mm-hmm. the family dynamics weren't there. Mm-hmm. And my only information is sit down and really talk to all the people that you're, you know, really going to put someplace. Your wife or your husband, your daughter, your your son, the cousins. I would leave out for a while. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because cousins, and you said that because I heard, read something once cousins are our very first friends and mm-hmm. it, we are those are the first friends we ever make is to play with your cousins mm-hmm. but sometimes cousins don't get along the getting along part worries me because in franchising it is a it's a it's a breath of fresh air but it's also a place where you know there are boundaries and you need to respect those boundaries Mm-hmm. So you make your own boundaries. I, I'm not be able to tell you what my boundaries are because they won't fit you. Mm-hmm. 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 So my advice to anybody who's starting out as an emerging franchise or is have a plan and good Lord, I hope they're working with a consultant, a franchise consultant. Right, right. Without a franchise consultant, uh, it is it's dangerous territory. It's like going overseas or going over into the war without your guns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's hard. and it's overwhelming. <laughs> it's overwhelming because there's so much, so many things to look at. Um, I've had people, and you can probably understand. Um, I've had people come to me and say, "Linda, I want a restaurant franchise." Okay, so what is your history in restaurants? Oh, I don't have any. I just like going to fran- to restaurants. I love to eat. Isn't it? I bet you had hundreds of those. I did, and for every single one of them, I said, unless you have a partner or someone that has experience in the restaurant industry, restaurant industry is a horse of a different color, and I said, I suggest to you, just go out and eat, because if you ever own a restaurant and you don't have any experience, you will hate going out to eat. Enjoy going out to those restaurants and look look at another concept. Um, but it, but it is funny because people think. You know, just like working with the husband. Oh, this is fun. We always have fun on vacation. And it's not that way. It's a business. It is a business. Well, you bring up such a good point, especially in the restaurant industry. A hundred years ago, I keep saying that. Dick says, don't keep saying a hundred. I think you're old. Uh, But we first time (laughs) I said, I would make the best hostess. I Mm. want to own a restaurant. And I'm thinking, that's all a hostess does. Not. Mm -mm. (laughs) So Mm -mm. it was very quickly but uh, <laughs> yes, if you, you know, as a consultant, you know more than I do. Uh, but I wouldn't. For if you're listening and you're thinking, I, I don't know if I want to go to franchise. Don't do it alone. Not right. You know, it, it's you need. That's why we. Well, I want. I don't want to go into that. But yeah, yeah. Well, I tell you what, Nancy, 
Nancy, I'm coming down to need to take a commercial break, but I know that my listeners are like me, and we love stories, and you've shared some stories with us. Do you have any other stories you could share when we come back from break? How about about the one about how COVID saved my life? Okay. That's a cliffhanger, folks. So hang on. When we come back, we're going to talk more with Nancy Friedman about how COVID saved her life. We'll be right back after this commercial. House Talk Radio. Join Tony and Wendy Gambone on House Talk Radio, where they talk all things house. From tips on home repairs and remodeling to best practices on buying and selling a home, hiring contractors, home loans, and insurance as well as decorating ideas and how to get the most bang for your buck. If you would like more information about House Talk Radio, go to housetalkradio.com. Tune in every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. to Tough Talk Christian Radio with Tony Gambone. Tough Talk Christian Radio is for those who want to share and receive expressions of faith that will help you take the next step in your relationship with Christ. Listen in to hear from others about their experiences of faith and the love of Christ. Call in to share your experiences at 347-989-1363. Learn more by going to toughtalkchristianradio.com. Are you dreaming of owning your own business but just don't know where to begin? The wait is now over. Linda Ballesteros is a catalyst to becoming a business owner through franchising. Whether you are looking to create a living that will allow you to leave corporate America, change your lifestyle, allowing you to enjoy the fun things in life, or if you're looking to build a legacy that will support your family for years to come, contact Linda today to start the process of being your own boss. Linda at EmpowerFranchiseConsulting.com, 832-640-4922. Hey, folks, welcome back to All Things Franchising. Linda Ballesteros here. My guest today is Nancy Friedman, and we're talking about customer service. So when we broke for our commercial break, Nancy, you said that you had a story with uh, for us how COVID saved your life? Yes, everybody yeah, I will. But I need to say in a commercial break, uh, it, it, you talked about customer service. I don't know how to say this. Well, I'll say it for you off offline. Anyway, uh, it was very good. It was very good. Okay, so how did how did COVID save my life? Everybody's sick and people are dying, etc. When COVID closed, or when COVID opened, our gym closed, and Dick and I have gone for twenty some odd years, uh, twice a week to the same gym, and we love it. We got the gym downstairs, but we never used it. So when COVID closed and we couldn't go anywhere, I said, okay, we'll dust off all the machines downstairs, and we got them all. And uh, we'll, we'll work downstairs twice a week, just like we did. And so we did. We worked very hard and long. And one afternoon, uh, it's about three years ago, when COVID started and was closed, everything was closed, I got on, a, on an ab machine, Linda, and I, I thought I was 35 years old. Mm. And I started to do them long and strong and wrong. I pulled in too slow. I pushed out too slow. Uh, it was anyway. After a week or two of, of long, strong, and wrong, the, the rib cage was killing me. I mean, I must have pulled a muscle to this day; it still hurts. <clears throat> so I called the doctor, and he said, "Heat nice, heat nice. Okay, heat nice. Well, heat nice after three weeks never worked." I said, "This is still hurting. Please give me something else. You got a magic pill? No, come in. We'll take an X-ray." So I went in with an X-ray, and the next day he calls me. He says, "Well, I don't care about your rib cage." 
but you have a odd nodule on your right lobe on your lung. I said, what's an odd nodule? Is what it, we call it odd because we don't know what it is and we've got to biopsy it. Okay, so biopsy. I'm in biopsy. And my husband comes in after I'm waking up from the biopsy. He says, okay, it's stage one cancer and they'll handle it. And I'm looking, wow. how do I get stage one cancer? So anyway, bottom line, surgeon comes in, takes it out, right lobe is out, the tumor came with it. And I thought it was about the size of a, uh, of a, of a golf ball. And he said, no, Nancy, it was the size of a, of a, uh, well, it was the size of a, so it was the size of a golf ball. I thought it was the size of my nail. You see, it was not the size of the nail. It was the size of a golf ball. But it's all out, wow. no radiation, no chemo. You're good to go. Well, and it didn't only open my eyes because I'm grateful to be alive every day with or without cancer. But what it did do, and this is the franchise part of the story, what it did do is change my life on speaking because I went to the doctor with Dick after I was good and cleared with nothing to do. And I went to the doctor, and after the doctor looked on Dick, he said, what's, what's with you? And I said, well, you know, I'm going out speaking again. And he said, Where are you going? I said, well, I've got a, this was Wednesday. I said, I've got a program up in Connecticut, the Mohegan Sun, beautiful Vegas-type hotel up there. He said, what are you going to do? I said, well, I'm going to speak. Where are you going to speak? I said, in a room. He said, what, what, what are you doing? I said, it's a luncheon program and the keynote speaker. Saturday, this coming Saturday. And he was he took that beat and he said, you're not going. Hmm. I said, what are you talking about? I said, Saturday. He said, please don't go. And he explained the, the cancer thing and the crowds and the hugging and the kissing. So Dick steps up as he always does, and he called my client, a franchise client, and he said, uh, here's the story. You know, but we will offer you a Zoom program. I've never done a Zoom program before. We'll offer you a Zoom program and lower the rate. And the guy said, done. The guy at the hotel, the guy clients had done because they wanted me there, and uh-huh. this is what has to be. So within 20 minutes, the hotel called him back and said, you know, you're all set up. Saturday's good. So I did my first program about three years ago on Zoom, and it was very successful. Uh, it opened my eyes to a whole new career, mm-hmm. both in the franchise and, and not, but I obviously <clears throat> like to stay in the franchise because I know a little bit about it, enough to be dangerous. But mm-hmm. if I hadn't gotten COVID, Linda... Mm-hmm. I would have exercised properly, and you and I would not be talking today. Because, sure. And here's the key. Here's the key. <clears throat> Doctors do not give x-rays anymore, chest x-rays. I hadn't had one in 10 years. Mm. They just don't do it in the office. You used to get a yearly, a yearly x-ray, mm-hmm. chest x-ray. They don't do it anymore. So I put out notices that, you know, if you haven't had a chest x-ray in five or ten years, just remind the doctor that you should. And I've had mm-hmm. several people, franchise and non, you know, say thank you because I haven't had it and I got it and I'm cleared or, had, you know, he did find a spot or whatever. So I'm telling you personally, Linda, and anybody listening in the franchise or not is, is in the street, you, you don't feel, I mean, it's like colon cancer. You don't feel it until it's too late. Right, right. Wow, so, that's you know, that's an amazing story. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I'm amazing. good. Thank you. Mm-hmm. The Zoom programs mm-hmm. now, uh, you know, it's it. No, it's not the same, and I don't get to hug and kiss. But mm-hmm. I've done, I, I won't say hundreds, but many, many Zoom programs, one or two, you know, a week that we can. It's slowing down now because the conferences are coming back, mm-hmm. and. As they come back, I always hear, well, Sally got COVID, you know. So I, mm-hmm. the biggest 
conference is coming up, the IFA, and I yeah. called my friends at IFA that I said I need to look vicariously through all the pictures uh, at, at the end of February, early March conference. And I, I love that conference, the IFA conference. I will miss mm-hmm. it terribly. Mm-hmm. There's so much for the emerging. There's so much for the, you know, the old franchise wars, et cetera. So mm-hmm. that's my story. I'm okay. Wow. <clears throat> wow. Wow. That's amazing. And, you know, I, I know that you feel blessed to have um, pulled, oh. pulled a muscle in your rib cage <laughs> because without that, you, you, you wouldn't have gone. I mean, it's just, yeah. there's yeah. a reason for everything. You know, absolutely. You know, absolutely. Man plans, God laughs. So, well. mm, absolutely, that's true. That's true. Nancy, before we go on, story, I just, go ahead. I, I love it. I love it. Um, before we go any further, because we're getting close to the end of the show, if someone's listening and they would like to know more about the telephone doctor and maybe how you could help, whether it's their uh, headquarters team or whether it is the franchisees or maybe it is it doesn't have to be a franchise how would they get in touch with you how would they find more information about how they could work with you thank you well pretty simple my name is nancy friedman so nancyfriedman.com is at is, is the website at you know, tele- Nancy at telephonedoctor.com is, is the email. And the phone, of course, is, is in St. Louis, so I'm central time. Gosh, when I'm queen of the world, Linda, I am making the, time, the whole time zone in the world the same. Well, thank goodness. And I, ho- I hope you make me the director over that because I'd be right there with you because yes, I you get my so fun. confused. You can sometimes. be the I'll be the queen of the world. There you <laughs> it's go. It's 314th in St. Louis. <laughs> <laughs> We'd be dangerous in the same room. I like you very much. I know. Three one four two seven six ten twelve three one four two seven six ten twelve. So that's another tip, and I heard it in your commercial, which was good. But the phone number is bypassing everybody. So repeat every number twice and slowly. Mm-hmm. Who's ever doing mm-hmm. the recording should just slow down on the phone number. 314, yeah. take a breath. 276, take a breath. 1012. People are not sitting there pen in hand. They, first mm-hmm. they got, oh, she's giving a phone number. Gosh darn it, I can't find a pen. Can you get a pen? Oh, she's, out of, she's gone. Goodbye. So. And and you know I've had people leave me messages and they'll speak very slowly about the about what it is <laughs> and then when it comes mm-hmm. to the phone number it's eight three two six four zero four nine two two wait a minute that's the part I needed to write down <laughs> yep you got it you got it twice and slowly is our, yeah. our direction on any phone it. number and it's uh, and yeah. you know these are all business tips but yeah our family abide by them in our personal life so mm-hmm. you know don't draw a line on, on customer service tips don't draw a line just make it part of your life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that They're absolutely I like you you're very yeah. good what else do you need to know? well we're down to those final questions here and the first one is if there's someone listening who's considering purchasing a franchise what would you suggest that they do to prepare for the process? Well, that is a no-brainer. Get yourself 
someone who knows, a good consultant, and Linda, I believe you're one of them, mm-hmm. uh, somebody who can take you through the steps, and there are, I don't want to say quizzes, but there's, what do they call them? There's, there's tests you Evaluation, take. Evaluation, you know, assessment. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, assessment, thank you. That's mm-hmm. a big word. There are assessments for people who say, I want a franchise, I don't know what I want. Well, these assessments are amazing as to what you think you want and where your skills lie. Right. So that, that would be my first is don't do this alone. I mean, it's, it's mm-hmm. not like buying a house where, yeah, you could buy a house alone, but you're better with an agent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could find a franchise alone, but you're better with a consultant. Mm-hmm. So think of it that mm-hmm. way as to, as to doing it right. Yeah, That's my very biggest. good. Yeah, very good. Very good. Thank you for that. And I agree because it is, it is, it can be, it's a very complicated process and most people have never been through it. Most people have purchased a home so they kind of know what that looks like. But when it comes to purchasing a franchise, that's a, that is a whole different ballgame. Horse of another color. Yeah. Horse of another color. Absolutely right. And, and even if you're familiar with franchising, don't go alone. You know, it. my husband's bought and sold five or six homes, but we still use agents. I mean, when we buy right. something, mm-hmm. you're, you're not a know-it-all. I guess not, don't be a know-it-all. That would be a good, mm-hmm. <laughs> a good uh, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So the second question here is, what are two traits that make a successful franchisee? I answer that very quickly because we talk about it a lot. Without a sense of humor, don't don't go into franchising. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now everybody thinks they have a sense of humor, but everybody doesn't. I mean, we all have friends who never laugh, never smile. They don't laugh at themselves. Mm-hmm. So you're going to make mistakes. I did. I made big ones. Just have a sense of humor. And the second tip is scary. You got to have a love of working twenty four seven. Yeah. Maybe not literally. Maybe not literally, but but mentally, yeah. mm-hmm. because it is it is not close the doors at five o'clock and you can go. It, it's continuous improvement mm-hmm. is needed. Mm-hmm. And, I agree one hundred percent on that. And you know, Nancy, anyone that I'm working with, um, it, I always say if you're looking for something where you hang the shingles out and you think people are going to line up just because you have that franchise logo out there, that's not the way this works. Um, And I say as well, if you are looking for something that stops at 5 p.m., then you're going to want to get a job. You're going to want to get a job because that's the only way you're going to have set hours. Owning your own business, you don't have set hours. Um, The business bleeds over into your personal life. When you when I, I had a thirty plus year career in banking, when I left the bank at four thirty in the afternoon, I didn't really think about it that much until the next morning when I got there at seven thirty. But that's different, isn't it, when it comes to owning your own business? It is and the the good part about franchising is the franchise family. Mhm. There are there are, I don't even know the number of people that are so willing to help you free. Yeah. Give advice. There's, there's conferences. There's this. There's that. So you don't need to go it alone. You shouldn't go it alone. 
in, in my opinion. And when asked, I give, LOL. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sometimes we talk like a typing. You ever do that? Yeah, exactly. Sometimes I talk to my daughter and I say, I say new paragraph. (laughs) (laughs) New paragraph. (laughs) Return. (laughs) (laughs) So the final question here is, um, what does the future of franchising look like? I wish I knew. I wish I knew. And I'd be surprised if anybody had a firm, solid answer on that. Mm-hmm. Everything changes so quickly. Who expected COVID to, you know, close hundreds of franchises? Right. But nobody knows. Nobody knew that that was coming, mm-hmm. and we don't know what's coming. I would say work as hard, yes, as hard as you can, as profitably as you can, uh, and with as much fun as you can. If you take the fun out of franchising, if you take the smile and the love and the, you just left with with the job that you left. <laughs> you're, right. You're left with a nine, a nine to five problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, the franchising family, this, the big conference is IFA, like I say, I, I'd like to post my picture up at the welcome desk and say, I'm not here, but I love you all. So. <laughs> you, yeah. you go to any of the uh, conferences, Linda? I've been to the FBA conference. I haven't been to the IFA, um, and I haven't been to the IFPG. The timing just hasn't been right. But right. there, you meet some amazing people at these conferences. And um, I find that when I go as an independent consultant, other independent consultants, we don't see each other as competition. Um, because yeah, exactly. we're, and, and that's the lovely thing is everybody does share. They're willing to share. There's no, it's like there's no secrets. I was pleasantly mm-hmm. not surprised that I spoke at FBA a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And I met not only consultants, but the franchisors. And, you know, I, I, it, it was just awesome. And I, I, I miss that. I've been fortunate to speak at, you know, I have PG2, well, on, on mm-hmm. the Zoom programs. Uh, anyway, it, it's a family, and if you're thinking of going into franchising, you listen to Linda and me, just don't go it alone. Call Linda yeah. and say, I need you. Uh, yeah. Say, I need Nancy. But you just need mm-hmm. me for humor. You don't need me for anything. <laughs> <laughs> we all need a little entertainment every now and then, right? <laughs> oh, gosh, yes. Oh, gosh, yes. This has been a wonderful experience. Linda, you're very, it's... very good at what you do. You've got your questions down pat, which I love. Well, I appreciate you being on the show and, you know, it just comes back to just being, um, uh, a lot of it is the, the manners and being polite, the way our parents raised us. And sometimes people forget that it doesn't, they forget to bring it to work with them or I don't know, maybe they didn't learn it at that time. But Nancy, if again, if somebody is listening and they want to know more about you and how they can work with you, how would they get in touch with you? The email is simple. It's Nancy, N-A-N-C-Y, at Telephone Doctor. Telephone Doctor is all one word. Doctor is spelled out, D-O-C-T-O-R dot com twice and slowly on the phone number in St. Louis Central Time, 314, take a breath, 276 I love it. 276-1012. I love it. I love it. I'm just going to close with a thing. Everybody preaches customer service. That's not good enough. you got to live it. 
So if your sign says mm. we give good service, make it happen. Mm. I love it, Nancy. Again, thank you so much for being on the show today and sharing your words of wisdom. And um, I look forward to having you back on the show in the future. That would be wonderful. And thank you for not telling people how many times we had to reschedule. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But we made it happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh Bye-bye. So, folks, you know, customer service is critical. It's golden these days. And I have to tell you, when I go out to eat, I, and this is sad to say, but I really recognize when I receive good customer service because many times my standard has been lowered and I know I may get mediocre customer service, but when I get really good customer service, I really note that. So as always, I'm going to leave you with a quote. This is a Vince Lombardi quote. It takes months to find a customer and seconds to lose one. You heard that exact situation that Nancy described with her insurance agent. She called the agent the next day after receiving poor customer service on the phone and said, cancel all of my policies. Took a long time for that agent to get her business and it took one phone call that canceled it because she didn't get customer service. That's how powerful customer service is. And that's how powerful, and and that's exactly why you should have people that work with you and answer those phones be trained. Make sure that Nancy trains them. Thanks so much, folks, for joining me today on All Things Franchising, and we'll see you next time. Another great episode of All Things Franchising is now in the books. You can listen to past shows by following All Things Franchising on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you for joining us today. And be sure not to miss us next time when we bring you a brand new episode of All Things Franchising.